Thank you so much for downloading the episode today on the show. Paula and I do a brief recap of what we did over spring break, and it segues into a discussion about how people drive and how much we hate it. We also talk about pain. What is the worst pain you've ever endured in your life? And it can't include childbirth. We discuss that as well as ugly and awkward moments that include terrible stories about flirting. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? It's about control. I want full control of everything. Paula? I don't smell like tuna. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. It is episode 264. How's your allergies? Uh, they seem to be okay so far. My nose has been a little stuffy, but... Oh, that's good. Yeah, my eyes, I want to... I literally just want to rip my eyes out like that girl that was on bath salts in, in the south. <laughs> I just want to rip them out of my eye. I just... They're so itchy. It's driving me nuts. Well, nuts. welcome to spring. Yes, exactly. Welcome to spring! Achoo! Okay, so welcome to The Ugly Truth. I'm Jamie with my sister Paula. The week is spring break for our children. It was last week. It was spring break. And when you follow like weather apps or whatever, you can see ahead what what are going to be the best days to go do something fun. And we didn't we are not one of those families where we plan something to go away for the for the week for spring break. You know, we all actually have to work and do things. And so none of that was happening. But we decided to pick one day to go to the beach. And for us in Northern California, the beach is Sonoma Coast. So it's like a little past Bodega Bay. Mm -hmm. And it was going to be 68 degrees and sunny that's nice that's amazing for for the north coast because it's always cold and windy (laughs) you're you're lucky to get really good days in the summer it's not so difficult but in the spring it's really hard to get those really perfect beach days and so we're like oh yeah let's do it so of course daryl decided to try to escape a little bit and go with us because he doesn't like to miss out on anything And I don't blame him. So it was really fun because it was me and then our 17-year-old Malia and then our 22-year-old Mackenzie had the day off. And so she wanted to come. And so it was like a really cool, like, retro beach trip with the fam. Yeah. And Tyler was super jealous because he wanted to go, our son. But he had to work, of course. And then, of course, our other daughter lives in Virginia, so she couldn't obviously make it. Mm -hmm. So the four of us journey on down to the Sonoma Coast Beach Line. It is, Paula, perfect. There's no traffic. There's no people. The the beaches are not. There's like hardly a smattering of families are there. It was like so amazing. The weather. I mean, you just couldn't ask for a better day. The only thing that sucked was I was PMSing. Oh, so I was cramping. I was bloated. So I wore all black, you know, and just I felt like a a witch. You know, I was just I wasn't being mean to anyone except for Daryl, of course, (laughs) because that's just the way that goes. And whenever I'm PMSing and he has to drive us anywhere, I mean, it's just the worst. I'm so mean in the car. He can't do anything right. Do you like the way Daryl drives? I hate the way Daryl drives. I hate the way Victor drives. I absolutely hate it. I hate it so much that I actually think about what it would be like if he just didn't exist so that I could do this. I think it's because I'm a control freak. 
honestly. He doesn't adhere to the rules that I grew up with. And I file through these hateful, this hateful rhetoric in my brain whenever we're driving. It's like, when you see brake lights, you put your foot over the brake. When you, you do not ride anyone's ass. And I think what it is, and maybe it's the same with Victor, men have egos and they don't like to be one-upped anywhere, ever. And I understand it. I get it. But when you have a car full of people and you're mad that someone's going to try to pass and get in front of you when you don't think they're entitled to do it, you don't get to speed up and try to cut them off from doing it. Just just settle down, let them do it, let them be the asshole, and then we all live and it's fine and everyone's great. But Daryl gets mad. He's like, oh, hell no. And I'm like, I don't know why you're doing this right now, but I want to punch you because just let that asshole in the $500 car pass you and let us move on with our life. Please. Victor, he has this thing where he insists on driving in the fast lane, but there's always going to be cars that want to go faster than him. So he's constantly changing lanes to let the cars go faster. And I'm like, just stay in the middle lane. I'm like, just let them go faster. And I'm like, plus we're on the summit. I'm like, we don't need to be going that fast. You know, (laughs) I'm like, I'm, I'm okay with us just, you know, going a little above the speed limit. You know, we don't need to be going 80 miles an hour or whatever it is. Right. You know, it's it's just it's scaring me. And so I told him that I'm like, you're scaring me. I'm like, let's just slow down. And so yeah. then some of us will will start like quoting the, the DMV handbook. <laughs> I'm like, your speed is not going with the prevailing conditions. You know, he's like, I'm just trying to go with the flow of traffic. And oh, God. So- it's like passive aggressive screaming match. You know, oh, it's ridiculous. And so uh, then I'll offer, you know, he's just like, oh, I'm kind of tired. And I'm like, well, do you want me to drive? He's like, well, I'm not that tired. And so, oh, well, <laughs> exactly. I, you know, I don't know why I hate it so much. And of course, then if I have lost it and I'm like, I, I hate the way you drive. You're going to kill us all. You know, you don't see ahead three cars ahead of us ever. And it is true. I will start quoting the DMV handbook. (laughs) It is absolutely correct. Always. And it's like, you are not two car lengths behind the vehicle in front of you. (laughs) I don't know why we do it. You're supposed to be breaking with the car in front of this car. Not this car. And, you know, I'll try to be nice. I'll be like, I see brake lights. He's like, okay. Phew. And I'm like, slow down. I'm like, hit your brakes. He's like, I am. I can't do it any faster. I'm like, oh, yes, you can. Then I'll start doing the thing. It's like, I have been driving since I was 14 years old. I was taught how to drive by a race car driver. Trust me when I tell you, you do not drive defensively. You are going to kill yourself. And then we start comparing driving records. Oh, that happens and- too. Victor's just like, well, which of us has the most recent accident? I'm like, it was a parked car. It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we start comparing accident history. You know, who, who has the better parent who taught us how to drive? His dad was a cop. My dad was a race car driver. Oh, I mean, it just goes on and on. And it's like, this will be the thing that kills us. This will kill our marriage is the driving. Glad to know other couples do these types of things. Do you think they do? Well, I mean, to find out that you guys do, that's helpful to know that, you know, (laughs) we're not the only ones. No, it's true. It is such a sore subject. My stomach started to hurt. 
on the way home. My stomach starts to hurt because it is really all I want to do is just to, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, I don't know how, what the word is, emasculate him because right. he's a man and I, you know, I, I respect it. I respect that. But at some point I just want to do the thing that a lot of people do is like, just pull over, pull over. I'm driving. I, first of all, he would never, <laughs> he would rather die then pull over and let me drive. Right. It'll never happen. No. I mean, ever. So I just figure, well, this is just going to be the thing. This will be the thing when we end up in marriage counseling that we fight about is driving. And then the, the counselor will be like, well, what is this really about? It's about control. I want full control of everything. That's correct. And he knew what he was getting into. So I, but the driving thing, man, Paula, it is a, it is very difficult for me. Very hard. I tried to take a nap on the way home, but I felt like I had to be alert because I couldn't I couldn't sleep because I just I had oh to God. watch him the whole Every time. time. Paula, yesterday I started to relax for a moment and I averted my eyes to the side of the road to look at something. And of course, immediately he slams on his brakes <laughs> and I went, OK, well, I guess I'm just going to have to be his eyes. <laughs> Apparently, I'm going to have to just yell at him the, the entire three hour drive home apparently, because the second I relax and think that he's got it under control, we're going to plow into a Mercedes Benz at 80 miles an hour on, in the fast lane, mind you. So, yeah, apparently so. And then I think I even said on our way there, I said, hey, did you hear about the uh, the guy that got killed at Sonoma Raceway? And he's like, what? I go, yeah, he was going like 100 miles an hour and he slammed into to turn three and uh, he killed himself because he wasn't paying attention. <laughs> he wasn't paying attention. God. First death in 30 years. Yeah, so you combine that with PMS, and it was just a joy to be with me yesterday. No, you know what? I, I really didn't start getting irritated with him until the end of the day when I was getting, when I was growing tired. Mm. Is when That's when the hormones really kind of take over. And, you know, the thing is, is that he knows. That we've been together far too long for him not to know that... Shit's getting real in about 24 hours, and this is the prequel. So he knows. So he starts to divorce himself from the group because it's me and my two daughters. Yeah. So he's physically removing himself from our area. He's like 20 feet away sitting on a rock. <laughs> throwing. Driving. Throwing rocks. He's literally throwing rocks at a feather. <laughs> trying to hit a feather. And then, of course, we all notice, and, and Mackenzie's like, Dad. Why are you far away from us? He's like, what? I'm just resting. <laughs> and we're like, then, of course, now that the three witches have turned their attention towards the male who has tried to peacefully remove himself from the group, we start criticizing his skills. We're like, you can't hit that feather, dad. He's like, yes, I can. He's like, fuck that feather. And he, he kicks it and he walks away. <laughs> just ruining his life. God, so, it was really funny, actually. I mean, it's fun to torture, you know, when the when you're being ganged up on. I'm sure he didn't like it, but we found it hilarious. Yeah. So speaking of, so, of course, yes, I'm hemorrhaging today and it sucks. Mm. Uh, or the next day I was. But I was reading something that it's an invention. You know, they have all those stupid inventions to try to make your period eco-friendly. The menstrual cap, reusable ta reusable pads, and all that stuff, right? Right. I realize that there are women who swear by these products. I, I don't know anybody, but I'm sure that the women who swear by the, the menstrual cap, the thing that gathers your blood in a cup and then you pour it out. That's gross. Uh, 
I couldn't do it. Like I, I just can't with that. But I know women go, they swear by it. They, they think it, the, the cramps somehow are better. I don't know. So what are you supposed to do? Walk around with like a Dixie cup between yeah. your, no. Yeah. Apparently it's really no worse than your diaphragm or something, but I just, I, I can't, I didn't do one of those either. <laughs> no, I didn't either. Well, one time I, I did the sponge when the sponge was the thing. Yeah. I got one stuck in there. I almost had to go to the doctor to get it out. And I'm like, you know what? I'm never doing a diaphragm because the sponge is actually thicker and it's, it was, and it had a little like thing and you could kind of pull it out with your finger. I don't want to finger myself like that ever again. Like it was the worst thing ever. I finally got it out, but it was not pleasant. Sounds invasive. It. it was incredibly invasive. So yeah, I'm with you on the cup and I'm not rewashing pads. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. But I mean, with blood clots and stuff, oh my God, I just can't even with, I can't even imagine. It's like washing your underwear in the toilet. (laughs) I just can't do it. I don't want to do it. But this new invention, now I didn't get super into it and I don't know the name. So I'm just going to give you the basic premise is reusable tampon applicators. Applicators? Yeah. So when you, when you buy, when you get buy tampons, you get the plastic applicator and then you, you know, put the tampon in and you throw the applicator away. It's plastic. Now they're, they're fairly, they're fairly recyclable, I'm sure, but there's a ton of them in the junkyard or the, you know, where all the garbage goes. Okay. There's a lot. If you think about all the women, it's 70% of women in the United States alone use tampons. And so of those women, I'm sure the majority of that 70% use the plastic applicator ones. I do. Yeah. So this new invention, it's a reusable applicator. And it is created so that there's, it's micro, micro by something where there's no way that bacteria will harbor in it. You can wash it clean it out or whatever, like once a month after you're done using it, you can actually re-sanitize it because of the stuff it's made of. There's no sharp plasticky edges or anything like that. I did not see if they provide you with the actual tampon. I assume they do. And then you have this, it comes in a cute little case. And that way you're not throwing away four to six applicators a day in a 12 hour period or however many you use in a day, you're saving that much plastic by using these reusable applicator, this applicator. I'm like, I'm all in on that. I would totally do that because if it's sanitary and you don't have to, and it's no less invasive than putting in a plastic applicator in when you're on your period, it's like, what's the difference? Right? Right. I'm kind of into it. I'm kind of into it. I don't know. You're like, so California, you're... (laughs) the kind of person that won't get a straw at a restaurant it's true because you're afraid it's going to end up in a landfill or end up on a dolphin's butthole something yeah it's true well i'm just trying to do my part (laughs) just trying to do my part i know you don't care about that do you even recycle yeah we recycle well there you go so you're, you're doing your part okay so you know i have ibs Yes. And I stopped. I kind of stopped uh, being super rigorous about taking my peppermint oil and my probiotics. And I got a huge flare up oh. on Monday last week. And I'm better now, but it can take anywhere between one and three weeks for things to kind of simmer. If you've ever had a flare up with IBS, it's horrible. And for me, it's not like diarrhea or constipation. It's like my guts like swell. That's, and they're, what, they're, that's how celiac disease works. 
Yeah, and it's painful, mm-hmm. really painful. I don't have celiacs. I was tested for it, by the way. Mm-hmm. It is IBS. So anyway, so I've been, now that I'm back rigorously taking everything and it's working better, I'm feeling a lot better. I was thinking about it and I told Daryl, I said, I, I can't even convey to you the pain of something like this. I said, what was like the most painful thing you've ever had to endure? And he goes, well, you would say childbirth. I'm like, actually, I wouldn't. <laughs> that is not the worst pain I've ever had to endure, to be honest with you. His was, he was playing and somehow he fell and he didn't even break his fall. And he hit his face on one of those parking logs in the, like when you're at a park and, yeah. and when you're parking your car and there's yeah. a, there are logs for the thing. He hit his face directly on one and did not break his fall. And his teeth went d- straight through his lip. Like all the oh, way Oh, God. Yeah. What a klutz. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was on a skateboard or something. Ow. Oh. Yeah. So it was like a hard. I mean, I, I told him, I said, you know, you're really lucky you didn't like die because you could have like clubbed yourself to death. But kids are super resilient. So he he his mom his friends i don't know if it was his brother or his friend they ran all the way home to get his mother and because this was back in the 70s so his mom goes running to the park and he's laying there with his teeth through his lip and his mom they he got to take an ambulance to the hospital and then he had to get stitches and he said it was everything about it was painful like there was nothing not pleasant about that because back in the 70s they didn't give you morphine and stuff mm. they just kind of just numbed gave you the that. shot in your face and you know stitched you up and sent you home yeah not with kids right and so we were talking about the biggest most pain you've ever felt and uh, i don't know if you had read it's kind of all over it's kind of over now but arnold schwarzenegger had to have a valve replacement in his heart he has a heart catheter and the valve wasn't working it was uh somehow something had gone wrong and it needed to be replaced and he said the pain he goes i have broken all of my ribs this was far more painful than anything i've ever experienced in my life oh my arnold schwarzenegger he so he had to have emergency heart surgery to replace the valve and uh, he said it was just the waiting to get it replaced the pain was just so severe he couldn't even and i can't even imagine it's in the center of your body it would probably it was probably terrible and so i was trying to think and I've, I don't know about you, but do you have, does any memory like pop up immediately as the most pain you've ever endured? It can't possibly be childbirth. I mean, I have a pretty high pain tolerance and yeah. I would say aside from childbirth because mm-hmm. I can't think of anything that really hurts worse because it's so continuous, you know? <laughs> yeah. But... There was a time, and this was right around the time where I was trying to get diagnosed with my stomach problems. Mm-hmm. I was at the store with the kids, and I started to feel this terrible, sharp pain, like right in my stomach. Mm. And I was just like, what is that? And I thought I was going to be sick. Like, I thought maybe I ate something bad or, you know, I couldn't figure out yeah. what it was. And it got so bad that I had to leave the store with the kids because I was doubled over the cart. Oh, my God. I was double over the cart and I started sweating. <gasps> oh. But I was trying not to make a scene, you know? Of course. Well, you don't want assistance. Which is why. I don't know why that's so embarrassing <laughs> to have people it, help you, but... 
Well, because it feels like that's only old people. So instead, I got in my car and I drove home. But (laughs) (laughs) and then I just laid on the couch for the rest of the afternoon. My doctor thought I had a a bad gallbladder, but I I didn't and they couldn't figure out what it was. And maybe it was just like a spasm. That was um, the onset of they thought my celiacs or when when like my intestines just started breaking down or something. Oh, my goodness. That was the moment. Well, it may not have been the moment, but it could have just been (laughs) that I ate something so rich in in wheat or something like that. Like that that does it have weed in it that's so funny in that movie that he says that that he would even mm-hmm. know that back then back in the day he had celiacs nobody even mentioned or the it. writer would even know enough to say that <laughs> you know somebody in the writers well you know nor efron's like you know i do have celiac disease i should probably put this in here somewhere so that, shout out to the celiacs that'll be funny <laughs> everyone will think it's funny but we'll really know it's terrible he can't have wheat <laughs> Before gluten was anything. Before gluten-free was a thing. Everyone thought it was so hilarious. Yeah, does it have wheat in it? I don't think so. And now they watch that. They're just like, oh, my God. He had celiac disease. What a cruel woman. Yeah. What kind of of wedding would that have been? That was a revolutionary. He was revolutionary. Thank you, Nora Ephron. Rest in peace. (laughs) So... I was thinking about it. I've had a couple of instances outside of childbirth and childbirth is painful, but I think the thing, the reason that I don't qualify it as the most painful thing I've ever experienced is because there's always a beginning and an end to it. You know, it's not going to be forever. It's like to be expected. So yes. it's not like getting stabbed or something like that. You <laughs> right, know? Right. It's like, what's happening in my life? Yeah. You know exactly what's happening. Yeah. It's not like it just came out of nowhere and you're just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Except for those women who didn't know they were pregnant and poop out a baby in a toilet, which yeah, I never get. But then the, did they really even feel pain? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it's like if it's as bad as a bowel movement. I mean, that's not even fair. Oh, really? What kind of shits are you taking? I mean, it's like you pooped out an eight pound baby and it was nothing to you. It's like, come on. That's not come even on. that's not right. You need to really endure the way the rest of us do writhing in pain on our backs you know, mm-hmm. wondering when this is going to end, his scolding and scaring everyone in the room. I mean, that's the kind Not of thing. Not only that, you need to see a doctor because if your dumps feel like that every time. <laughs> Something is wrong. God. Very wrong. You're eating way too much meatloaf. Damn. Right? So Daryl and I were having this conversation in the kitchen and I said, the it is probably the most painful thing I've experienced, although when I had that hernia, that heart that hiatal hernia that I had or oh, whatever oh, and my yeah. intestines when your hernia when your hernia burst through your ripped. intestine. Yeah, my intestines stuck through the hole of the hernia and then they died. That was really painful. But the most painful thing I think I've ever experienced was when I was fifteen, I went skiing with some friends and I Uh, It was spring skiing, and my ski got stuck under a tree root that had, the snow was super thin, and the tree root was sticking out, and I didn't see it, and my ski went right under the root, and I helicoptered over it, and I twisted my knee and ripped, like, all the ligaments. It was really painful, but what was more painful was cheer tryouts were less than a month later, and I thought I was feeling better. So I was stretching out. It hurts me, my body to even tell you the story. I, like a fool, was standing on my bad knee and I was doing kind of like a tree pose stretching. And I had all my weight on my bad knee, not knowing it was my bad knee yet. And my knee dislocated and I fell 
like a puddle on the ground because the pain was so unbelievable. I couldn't even breathe. I've never felt pain like that in my life. It was unbelievable. The, the football coach came in and he's like, let me look at it. And I'm like, am I going to lose the leg? Because <laughs> I feel like I've lost the leg. He's like, you dislocated your knee, but it came, it snapped back in because I, some of my tendons had healed. And so it didn't stay out, but it had dislocated temporarily and then popped back in. I had never felt pain like that in my life. When you see those football players get those knee injuries, I have to leave the room. I can't even watch it because I know I know what kind of pain they're going through. It makes you want to throw up. It's so I've never felt pain like that in my life. In my life, I never want to have another knee injury ever. So if you've ever had a knee injury from like football or lacrosse or softball or any of those things, uh, you have my sympathy. When I see the when I see those dudes walking around on crutches after knee surgery and stuff, I know what they're going through. And I'm like, give them as many pills as they want. It hurts like hell. And of course, back then in the late 80s, there was no Norco or Vicodin yeah, for kids. No. I had to take Advil. I mean, it was not good. It was horrifying. Horrifying. Thank God the football coach knew what to do. You know, he wrapped it real good. And I he, I had him wrap it every week. I would go into the locker room and he would wrap my knee for me. Wow. Yeah. It was brutal. Brutal. I made the team, though. The football <laughs> so, team? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, cheer. At least I made it. But still, it was br- it was rough. It was wow. rough. So that that's the most pain I've ever experienced in my life. It was just, I never want to feel that again. I don't blame ever. you. Yeah, and I've slammed, you know, I've slammed fingers in car doors. I've, d- oh, I've sure, fallen. Yeah. You know, I've, <laughs> I've done it all. And, you know, I can't even think of a heartache like someone breaking my heart where even it hurt that as bad as that knee injury. Mm. Seriously bad. I never want to experience it again. Ever. I can, but. (laughs) Well, that's true. I probably could if I, you know, I I mean. I don't think you can. I don't think I can either. I don't, I don't view relationships the way you do. Yeah. But I will say the first time a boyfriend broke up with me, I was pretty, I was pretty devastated. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, I was devastated for sure. Then I just get mad and then I go dead inside. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty short lived pain. So I think that's why. Yeah. I don't, it was funny. I was talking to Mackenzie about this yesterday at the beach or the other day at the beach, I should say. And um, she was saying something about, she's like, I, She's like, I don't have any fond memories of any past boyfriends, like none of them. (laughs) And I said, I get it. I said, but instead of looking at it like that, you should just look at it as lessons. You know, if you can look at it as a lesson, then you and you've learned something from it and you know you'll never make that mistake again, then you're good. You know, then you're golden. I, I look back at all of my choices and I look at them as lessons of what not to do ever again. (laughs) So, but that's me sometimes wish that I had the gene that you do, which is, you know, actually being sad about over the loss of something like that. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't have it. And you're right. You know, like if something happened to producer Deb and I, like if we, we collectively ended a relationship, I think that would be, that would be the one that would be devastating to me. Like it would literally change my DNA. Yeah. But any, anything before that, I, I don't, I think I knew that it wasn't a permanent thing. And so I never really gave it my 100% anything. Yeah. I think which is that's the difference. 
Yes, because I know you give it 110%. When you're in, you are all in. For for the most part, I mean, there's yeah. certain ones, there's been certain ones that weren't. And like you said, if you know that you're not giving 100%, then it doesn't really hurt that bad. Right. That's true. But I do, I am a little jealous of you in that sense that you're able to just buy all in. And even with Daryl, I wasn't all in for years. You know, it, it took a long time for me to decide to be all in and I was married to him. Well, that's a, so, I mean, that takes a lot of trust. So. Yeah, I do have trust issues for sure. I had commitment issues too. So, I mean, I'm just a mess. You just have issues. I have a lot of <laughs> issues. So here, uh, let's see. Well, you have a lot of issues in your world always. But I take medication but, for those. I know. And that's another thing I'm jealous about. <laughs> Although I do appreciate the bleed over because when you when you don't need something, you're like, here, take these. You'll love them. <laughs> but only take a half. Take a half. So, no more. You, you're a rookie. <laughs> You'll kill yourself. <laughs> and don't drink any wine. So anyway, your world, you guys actually had a nice little break last week. You went to Reno for a couple of days. Yes, it was Victor's and- birthday on Monday. Mm-hmm. The casino that we like to go to at Reno, uh, Grand Sierra Resort, they had sent us a little pamphlet or whatever said that we got two free nights if we wanted to go up there. So we went for our two free nights and they have an amazing kid zone. Oh, It's not like we just, you know, left the kids in the room and went gambling. Right. So we took them to the arcade that they have. We went laser tagging. We went miniature golfing. We went on these little go-kart rides they have, like, at Scandia. You know those ones? What are those things called? Like, the mini race cars. Yeah, like the go-karts or something like that. Yeah, they have lawnmower motors. (laughs) Yes. Did you win, or did Victor stay in the fast lane? He Well, he got (laughs) to go out first, and so they kept pace and led everybody. Ryan passed me. I had the slow car. So, How did you get the slow car? I don't know, but I could, was convinced that I was got the slow car because then some other girl passed me, and I'm like, I have got my foot to the, you know, floor, floor, and yes. you know, short of crashing into some tires here, I'm going as fast <laughs> as I can. <laughs> Um, I love those things. I do love those mini race cars, but mm. I'm I get really aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get, who did I make spin out? I think it was Allison. Probably. I made her spin out. Oh, I got in so much trouble. And then when we did the laser tag, I was um it was just the four of us. We were running around the thing and at first she says no crawling, running or kicking or something like that. I can't remember. No kicking. <laughs> Eventually, I started running through the whole thing because I was trying to find Victor and Olivia because they were a team. What, did Ryan just leave you in the dust? Well, at first, I I finally found Ryan, and I'm like, Ryan, let's be on a team. I'm like, quit shooting me. So then <laughs> we went, and we were hunting uh, Victor and Olivia. Well, then I had chased Victor down, and I was chasing him, and then I realized, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, where's Olivia? And so then oh, yeah. I started running through the thing trying to find Olivia and everyone was just shooting me. And I'm like, whatever, I don't care. I'm like, where's Olivia? Where's my child? And, yeah, she's so tiny. You know, and I could just see her somewhere standing, mom, you know, by herself <laughs> holding her little yes. gun. And so I was just like, Olivia, Olivia. 
But I was <laughs> That's like, pretty much how life would be in World War Three. <laughs> I was so scared. So Aww. well, it's dark in there. I wouldn't. Yeah, like that. it was the. I wouldn't like. They it. had the black light, you know, so everything glowed. I assume you found her. I found her, and she was with Victor, and so oh, good. he, well, she was he had someone. her the whole time. So for oh, some reason, it's like, oh, thank God, pew pew. Yeah, and so I'm like, I'm like Olivia, and then all of a sudden my vest is like, yee, you know, shaking because <laughs> I got <Yes>. shot. <laughs> so oh well, we checked everyone's scores. I got last place, but whatever. You're not very athletic. No, well, and then when we got outside, it had a coughing fit. <laughs> so, Come on, Paula. I know. It's like taking our mother with us somewhere. I know, and everyone's like, Mom, are you okay? Oh, Carl, you know what? I'm just the weak link. Leave me alone. Like, fine. So then we went upstairs, and that's when they, oh. they went and played miniature golf, and I took a nap upstairs. <laughs> God, Paula. We took turns, you know. Victor went and gambled for a little bit, and then I went and gambled yeah. for a little bit. We went to the buffet because the kids were desperate to go to the buffet, and that was cool. Oh boy! So we did a lot of fun stuff. I know. I saw. It. Did, did you guys? Uh, did you, in fact, take Olivia to the ice skating rink? You know what? It was closed down. Oh damn it! I know. Really? They've been showing the commercials, but I think what happened was is that. As soon as spring hit, they closed it down. And so oh, yeah. I was yeah. so disappointed because we wanted to it go is. do that. And there were supposed to be like open fires so you could do s'mores. and Yeah, you know. none of that, huh? No, it was all closed. Blow. But plenty oh, of damn. people in their bathing suits. So that was weird. <laughs> were they? Are they summer ready or are they just in their bathing suits? They were in their the pool, but I mean... When we went in the pool, it was freezing, so I don't know. I was just going to say, listen, you know I don't judge. I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Oh. But uh, when we were at the beach, uh, there were a lot of uh, people who felt they were summer ready to wear their bathing suits in public, and they were not. It was not yet time. Yeah, we caught, we caught an elevator with a bunch of people in their swimsuits, and I was just like, oh. Interesting. It's like, you know, you you know, they have coveralls for, for those people. I'm like, yeah, you might want to wrap that towel a little tighter. <laughs> just I'm just saying. And it's not about fatties. It's just we all look like the underside of a fish right now. I mean, it's only March or April now, but it's like no one nobody's body has seen a ray of light in months. I mean, it's been warm for a day. <laughs> Less than twenty four hours. We're all pale. We, we we look like we should explode upon contact of sun. I mean, come on. I actually even thought about getting a spray tan because I'm so pale and unhealthy looking. Well, I'm just, you know. I know what happened last time I got a spray tan. <laughs> what did we call you? Mystic P. Mystic P. <laughs> I thought about that. We got spray tans for your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> You were like a dog. You were so shocked by the spray hitting your body well, that it just, you peed. It startled me. <laughs> That's what I mean. Because it was a little cold. <laughs> yes. And so as soon as it startled me, I peed a little bit. But after having Ryan, he wasn't that old. No, he was a baby. And so your... Your kegels aren't where they need to be yet. Your guts can't stop things the way they used to. And so I just peed through the whole thing. God, that was so... You're like, I peed through the whole thing. Did you have like white lines down the middle of your thigh? 
from the I, urine or did you did you spread your legs enough that it didn't happen no we had our legs spread i remember because we had our like <laughs> our arms fanned out and our yes. like fingers spread out and our legs were out and so i was just standing there watching my pee yeah oh god and you're like i'm sorry and so i, I was just that. i was grateful there was a drain but yeah well i'm sure it's not an uncommon phenomenon Hopefully. is to pee in that thing but uh i do remember the sec i did a spray tan a second time it did not go as well as the first time i i, I think i went to a different place i had splotches and stuff on the back of my leg and i was not happy about that but i remember that when i got the first spray tan with you because i have double d's and you're naked in there you can't really do anything to prevent the the moon shape under your boob right. that doesn't get the spray. And so this time I literally like did the jazz hands and like held my boobs up with my hands trying to at least try to get some coverage so that I didn't have these white circles under, under my boobs. Right. It was not it didn't work. You probably had, had finger marks on your boobs. I did. I had <laughs> finger marks on my boobs. It looked ridiculous. And so there's just, you just, there's some things you just have to accept. I would think so. That's something we need to invent is some kind of thing that you can put on your boobs to hold, hold them up while you're getting spray tanned so that you don't have the crescents. Yeah, really. Or do a handstand or something. I don't know. <laughs> Hang you upside down. Yeah. Just do it like bat style. But and you don't hear about spray tans as much as you used to. They're not they're not a big thing like they used to be. Well, people get them done like where they actually get sprayed. I know they have someone come into their house and you stand in the shower. Yeah. And they spray you down. I would I don't want to do that. No, I don't. I don't want someone seeing me naked and then doing it. Well, I, like, the ones I've seen, they're usually in bikinis, but I could be well, wrong. Well, I don't want to. See, I don't want anyone seeing me in a bikini either. <laughs> it's like not at all. Do you want to wear a bikini for some strange person spraying your body? I'll just be okay with being white or just going and hanging outside. Yeah, just get a little vitamin D. But I, I did think about getting a spray tan because I do look pretty pale. I look like veal, and I would like to look a little healthy. Well, anyway, um, we do have some ugly and awkward moments. We didn't get too many submissions. I'm going to assume it's because of the holiday. There was a lot going on. Everybody did something. It was Easter, Passover, all that stuff. Spring break. So hopefully we'll get some more submissions next week. But let's talk about our ugly and awkward moments of the week. I don't know exactly why, but I'm a terrible flirt. I am not good at flirting at all. I like to be the pursued because I'm so bad at it. It's not even that I wouldn't pursue a boy if I wanted to. I just, it would not be successful. I'm not good at it. I know you're a good flirt. I've seen you. I've seen your work. Yes, I uh, flirt well. Yes, you do well. So I read a couple of stories and I relate significantly to these stories maybe you can give me some pointers <laughs> afterwards because i'm not good at it um this one was really funny and made me laugh uh when my boyfriend and i first started dating we were making out and i tried to do this sexy leg kick i don't really understand what she was trying to do here but she ended up kicking him in the face instead of <laughs> i think i know what she did and she gave him a bloody nose 
I think that she was, they were sitting kind of side saddle, and I think she wanted to do a sexy kickover and straddle him. Okay. And she missed, and she kicked him in the face instead of doing a clean sweep over. She wasn't as bendy as she thought. Interesting. She was trying to be flirtatious, and it didn't work. Yeah, I don't find many guys are moved by kicks. But <laughs> I, I agree. They actually usually are very shocked. There's <laughs> usually it's usually a shocked face, like, "Wow, you just did that!" Wow, <laughs> usually, a kick. All right. Yeah. It's not it, good it's for true. you. <laughs> <laughs> I could never lift my leg that high. <laughs> usually. Okay, so this one made me laugh because I could visualize it. She said, I met a guy on a night out, and as I was leaving, I awkwardly hugged him just as he went in for a kiss. He said he liked awkward, and I replied, well, if you like awkward, you're going to love me. I then turned around and slipped down the set of stairs outside of his house. (laughs) (laughs) That would totally happen to me, completely. I have fallen down on dates. It's so embarrassing. I just, it's it's happened. It's terrible. I tripped up the stairs, (laughs) which is hard, at the casino, and fortunately, Victor was holding my hand, and so he saved me. (laughs) The other day. Daryl was coming in from barbecuing something and it had been raining really hard remember yeah and the the mat that was walking into the house was wet and I've told him a million times like well I just get rid of the mat I mean like why do we even have it if it's wet who cares you know so he walked in he was wearing these uh, slick bottom tennis shoes he walked in he almost did the splits (laughs) (laughs) and he grabbed the chair and it was really loud I go what are you doing over there he's like I almost killed myself Uh, (laughs) he's like i'm really glad no one saw that i'm like well i saw you grip that thing with your life i didn't know what you were doing it was really funny you sure your home security system didn't catch it (laughs) god i wish that would have been hilarious okay here's the final ugly flirtatious moment now i question its validity but it's a good story and i've done things like this so i i want to believe that this truly happened because i have created a chain of awkward events and had people just stop and stare and go i can't believe what i'm watching right now okay i don't know if you've ever done that but i have (laughs) this one was epic I was having a bad day at work a few weeks before Christmas and decided to go to an Italian eatery nearby. While I was waiting for the really handsome waiter to take me to my seat, I decided to lean against the wall and do my best to look as hot and casually disinterested as I could. (laughs) In doing so, I knocked over a Christmas tree near the entrance of the restaurant. The tree also happened to be connected to a garland that ran around the entire restaurant. Oh my god. The garland slowly started to disconnect from the wall, and like some hellish Christmas slinky dominoes fusion, it fell down around the entire restaurant while the server and I stared at each other. And so she decided to get wine with lunch. Oh my gosh. I have done stuff like that. I leaned against a counter once at a thrifties when we were buying something. <laughs> and I pushed, I, I touched one thing and entire dominoes effects happened. And like three things, three racks of candy fell. And me and the cashier are staring at each other, watching it happen. I couldn't believe it. And so when I read that, I thought, I believe her. I believe her. (laughs) I believe that that happened. Well, who would touch a Christmas tree? I mean, that's why you would think it would be safe. Right. That's they probably thought it was safe. (laughs) Oh, my 
God. It oh kind of makes me think of uh, the money pit where yes. the electricity yes. is running through the house. Yeah, and he saves the And then the turkey the goes blowing out of the oven. Well, the turkey's done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. I read another one. And I, I think I've done something like this before where... She was flirting with this guy and she was working at some, just some counter and she was saying how she used to work at the Pike's Place Market as a fishmonger. And he was like, oh, that's really interesting. And he goes, well, and, and now you work here. She goes, yeah. She goes, trying to be a jokester. She's like, yeah, so now I really can't account for the smell anymore. <laughs> he, he's like, all right. And he turned around and walked away. And now... Now, the right guy would laugh. The wrong guy would be horrified and think all kinds of terrible things about her genitals and walk away. But I would have been like, that came out wrong. (laughs) Well, of course. Wait, wait, come back. My pussy does not stink, I promise. I don't smell like tuna. You're making it worse. Shut up. Yeah, I've, oh I'm so bad at flirt. I'm so bad at it. Because first of all, half the time I don't even know that they're trying to flirt with me. Yeah. So that's the big thing. And then so somebody will say something and I'll take it really like legitimately like they're not trying to like toss me a line. Well, I, you know, I got a big boat, too. And I'm like, oh, really? That's really interesting. How fun for you. I don't like boats. Yeah, really. You know, that would be I, me. I get seasick, but. Yeah, I throw up on boats. But anyway, nice to meet you, Hank. Or whatever. Good luck with your boat. (laughs) Yeah, and he's like, I don't have a boat! (laughs) Yeah, that's me. That's how all of my interactions usually go when it comes to flirting. I'm so bad at it. Oh, how funny. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Hopefully next week we will get some real live uh, ugly and awkward moments. Mm -hmm. Be sure to keep shopping the Amazon and Avon links. Other than that, have a fabulous week, and we'll see you on Sunday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.